All right, let's get the party started. Tommy, my friend, it's been too long, and I want to welcome you to the Rolex Whiskey Passion Project about the history of whiskey, the future of whiskey, the current state of whiskey, and just people that I enjoy spending time with. So welcome to the show. I'd love you to introduce yourself, say a few words about who you are and what you do, and then I got some fun stuff to talk about. Awesome. First of all, Gavin, thank you for having me. And it's been uh, it's been way too long indeed. Um, so I am the owner of uh, two restaurants in New York City, uh, spirits focused restaurants. One's called the Flatiron Room uh, on 26th Street between Broadway and 6th. Uh, and the other one is called Fine and Rare uh, on 37th Street between Madison and 5th Avenue. Uh, and I recently started a new coffee company called The Morning Dram, uh, coffee for the spirits drinker. So we have uh, one line of coffee that's uh, exclusively barrel aged. Uh, and then the other one is single origin and um, specialty coffee. So, yeah, that's that's my story. <laughs> Tell me, I love your story, brother. I'll, I'll be back in town hopefully next month. So I definitely want to see you. Um, awesome. Dates TBD. Awesome. T, give me, um, when you got started, how long have you been in the business for? Uh, well, the Flatiron Room has been there for 10 years. It's actually, we're, we're on our 10 year anniversary right now. Um, so that's, that's kind of my, you know, I, I had a, a couple of the small places before then. Um, so I've been in the business for like 15 years. And when you identified with Flatiron and going into spirits, so we're now, you know, what are we, 2000, 2012-ish. Um, yeah. We were predominantly at that point in the game more Scotch-forward, would you say, with a, with a hint of bourbon? What, what's it yeah. like in 2012 in the spirits game? Yeah, it wasn't, it, you know, I'll give you an example. If we were doing a, an American whiskey tasting um, back in 2012, uh, we would have bourbon and we would have rye. Um, and if we were to explore bourbon, we would say, uh, this is a high rye bourbon, or this is a weeded bourbon. Um, you know, and rye would be pretty one dimensional. Uh, there, people weren't doing a lot of experimentations in the, uh, in the American field, or at least if they were, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't really commercialized yet. So standard customer comes in. I would imagine you're selling a lot more uh, scotch flights than bourbon flights just because of the um, the variety of scotch around. And I'm making assumptions. Yeah. I'm just trying to go back yeah. to that capsule of time. Yeah. If we, and, so, um, so, yeah, in, in 2012, it was, you know, people really were, uh, you know, we kind of hit it on, on the head and it wasn't, um, it wasn't any, any, um, any uh me me choosing to to do this really wasn't trying to predict what the market was going to do it's just that i i happen to like whiskey um but people were um you know people were very they they like to experiment um even back then so you know flights were always a good way to to do that for you to get a chance to try um, you know, several different, uh, sometimes up to six different whiskeys without committing to any, any one particular one. Um, but back and, then, and in yeah. 2012, it was quasi readily available. I mean, I got to imagine here you are in New York, you're opening up this whiskey Ford experience and yeah. 
the suppliers have got to be coming to you and being like, hey, you, you know, we're not sure if you're onto something, but we want to kind of be a part of it. So we'll open up the book of business and, and, and we'll tell you what we can get. Is that how it goes? In yeah, I, I mean, I was I was coming out of nightclubs around then, yeah. which it was, you know, it was vodka, champagne. You know, there wasn't yeah. a lot of scotch going on or it, bourbon, you know, was shots. Yep. Yeah, it was it was very. Um, uh, it was easy. It was much easier to get uh, certain ones specifically uh, back then than it is now. And I think, you know, all of your listeners probably probably know that and they probably have their own you know stories they like to share about you know, what Weller used to cost. Um, but back then, back then it was, it was very, uh, very much the same. And, and me being, um, when I first got into it, man, I knew nothing. I, I knew I liked whiskey, um, but that was it. And the more, you know, the more of a collection we started getting, the more I realized, like, listen, if I want to be taken serious, I need to at least know a little bit more about what I'm selling. Um, which was, which was the fun, fun part of the business. Um, but back then, yeah, it was, I was, I was an easy sell. I was looking to, uh, yeah. increase our, our, our inventory. So I was, you know, I, I think I was probably the prime target for every liquor rep in the city. They're like, Hey, this guy who, who knows nothing about whiskey is opening up a whiskey bar. Uh, and you know, he wants to increase his, his, uh, his, his collection. <laughs> so and that which, was easy. which means that whiskey, yeah, which means that whiskey book is growing on a weekly basis. You know, these oh guys are coming yeah. in they're like, Oh, let me, let me try something new. Now, 2012, I'm a scotch drinker. I yep. walk in there. What, am, what, what's the average, what, what's the above average person ordering? What is that? What does that order look like? Is it a McAllen? Is it a Delmore? Is it a Johnny Walker? I mean, what, what, where are they going yeah. in 2012? Well, what I'll say is that I learned quickly, even back in 2012, what was interesting. So in the, in the restaurant industry, you, uh, you, you look at something called a, a product mix in, 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 in our world, we call it a P mix, right? And it shows you what you're selling. Um, and I, I used to study that in, what I was really, really, I guess, surprised and happy about was people weren't gravitating towards the brands that I had hoped that they weren't going to be gravitating towards. And, and what I mean by that is we had, you know, we had a lot of scotch, we had a lot of um, American whiskey, uh, but people weren't like our P mix was not heavy towards. Jameson for Irish, Jack for American, uh, Glenfiddich for Scotch. Uh, you know, it was it was really diverse, and th and I thought that was really cool. And you know, back then I was on the floor a lot, you know, meeting our guests and and try to get an understanding of what I was creating. And it, people really were very promiscuous. They wanted, they were excited when we had new things on the menu that they hadn't heard of. Um, and they wanted to, they wanted to try it. So, you know, to answer your question, it wasn't, um, it was really all over the place. And, and for our business model to work, um, that was really vital, you know, it, it, cause you know, we were, we were bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of inventory. And, and if we were bringing this in and we weren't selling it, then that would be a problem. But people were, 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 you know, they, 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 
they were into something peated. They wanted to try like, you know, maybe a spring bank, maybe they loved Lagavulin, but they heard we had spring bank or Kilholman or something. Um, so that was great to see. So you, so you, so you really had experimentation at the highest level. I mean, you're who's, they're coming in, they, they realize, like you said, they have a, they have a train of thought that they're like, Oh, like you said, they're like peated. Like you can take them down a rabbit hole. Oh, they like Sherry cats. You can take them down a rabbit hole. I know, I know personally your staff is incredibly educated and, and they can help on the journey down the rabbit hole. So I guess like you become the place where it's like, Hey, you want to have a whiskey, a whiskey Ford experience. This is where you come in. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's, you know, this was all, this was all new to me. I, I mean, I was, I was learning on the fly and I was seeing what worked, what didn't work. But one thing became really apparent was, was what you just said. Like people, we were selling more than whiskey. We were selling an experience and the people that would come through the doors were really into, into whiskey. And they, they, they looked at it like more of a hobby. Um, and they wanted to talk. They want, you know, it's like, if you're into carpentry, if you're into hunting or fishing or bikes, you want to talk about it. Right. Cause that's part of the fun. You know, you, you go and you see what other people are doing and that's, that's what people were doing. They were like, Oh God, you have the new Dalmore. What do you think of this? And, uh, and that was exciting. And, and, and that was really eye opening for me to realize that my staff just can't be like, you know, pretty people that are, that are just pointing and, and, you know, and not knowing what they're talking about. Like I needed to really focus on my staff and that was going to be our point of difference. That was going to be really what set us apart from other places, a place that you could go and, um, with, without any judgments being thrown on you, we could, you know, we could either talk shop with you. We could keep up with, with whatever you're throwing down, or we could, you know, help educate you a little bit in a very non demeanor way. I mean, we didn't want to, you know, start, you know, we, we never want to tell people how to drink their whiskey. We don't, don't want to tell them, you know, put ice, don't put ice or put water, don't put water, but we want to be able to tell them, you know, what the science is behind it. Um, and that, that was really, I think that was kind of what, if I could attribute anything to our success, it was, it was, it was us focusing on staff education and building. Yeah. Kind of a, and, a, and, and I might community. be totally wrong. Your, your gentleman at, at down there is Luis, right? Yeah, Lewis been there from day one. Yeah, I mean, shit. You sit in front of him, and obviously he knows your extensive inventory. So I know when I'm in there, you know, me and Devin <laughs> will go in there and drink. It's like he'll, you know, we don't even have to talk. He's like, I want you to try something. But yeah. I, like what I saw in 2012, because 2012 actually was an ironic year. That was when I first started coming back to New York, and I hadn't been yeah. to New York, man, since on the shit pre 2000 but i started coming back there for grocery into new york because it was a a whole foods was a big customer of mine and i remember coming to the bar and going like looking around and going this is where the people that and 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 i'll throw out a, a, a random statement people who have kind of like they're over the nightclub life and they yep. want a more sophisticated experience. And the reason why I'm going with that is like they have a high disposable income and they can choose yep. to do what they want to do. But they like his bottle service, which was like really pumping back. You know, it was it yeah, was a sure. thing, you know, yep. it, it was no longer the door guy who wouldn't let you in. It was like, well, no, now you have to get a table. <laughs> so it was like yeah. a, a different game. And you're like, well, do I want to do that? Or, is you know, it's a Wednesday night. Like, why didn't I just go somewhere 
and spend some quality time with a couple of friends and do yeah. something different. And that's what kind of yeah. drew me. It was like, wow, there's a different experience out there. It doesn't have to be a, um, it's not, I mean, <laughs> I'll throw out another random thing. It wasn't about getting laid. It was about having an experience. Yeah. And I'm sure there was yeah. a side of getting laid that worked into it, but it wasn't always a primary side of focus. That. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, hey, I'm going to go out and meet girls. It's like, you know what? Actually, I just want to go have fun tonight. And I'm curious yeah. about whiskey. I'm whiskey yeah. curious. And these guys, yeah. like you said, you know, like you guys are offering this like almost voyeuristic experience where you walk in and there's just this abundance of whiskey and there's no pressure, but tons of education. Yeah. So you're kind of like, man, I wasn't sure what I felt like tonight. So let's go. So yeah. that 2012 was a real special time because it was still, in my opinion, it was still, no, no one knew what was about to happen as far as the explosion yeah. in demand and yeah. information and uh, scarcity and all that. that transparency. Was kind of like, yeah, transparency. I mean, and marketing companies putting, you know, mm -hmm. piss in a bottle and telling you this is flavored whiskey you know, yeah. and all that shit. They went along with yeah. it. And I, and I think that the brands, um, a lot of them were still kind of beholden to establishments like yours to build their business because businesses like yours were few and far between and they were very uh, specialist, very focused. So yeah. they gave you, like you said, they would come in every week because they knew you were a way to, you know, hey, he'll take it. He'll try it. Yeah. Yep. And if it works, shit, we got an account. And if not, like to you, you're like, hey, I've got something new in the inventory and, and I have a new story to add to my rapport. Yeah. So you get, so what was the gap between, um, between how many years before you opened Fine and Rare, once you kind of honed your skills at Flatiron? Uh, it, was about, it was about five years. I, at five years, our investors were all paid off and, and, uh, they were happy and they were content and we were at a place where we had more demand than we did supply, uh, which was that way for quite a bit. We, you know, a few years after we, we realized that, you know, what we were doing was, was working, um, fortunately. And we, you know, we were referring business to other people. And, uh, and then I was like, you know, I, I kind of had that itch, like why, you know, why, why are we referring things to other people when, when we could just like build another one? Um, so that's what we did, you know, five years. And, I started and, and, and five years later, it was a very different experience to the first one. I mean, now yep. you're at a different time in whiskey. Yep. Yeah. So, so, so how soon on, on uh, down at Flatiron did you start, did you put lockers in? Was that immediate or did no, you? No, that was immediate. Just, it was immediate. That was. So, so know, tell my listeners about the whiskey locker program, because, you know, you definitely were a pioneer. I mean, I did wine and champagne lockers er, yeah. and vodka lockers early, but there was no, when I did those lockers back in the day, there was no demand for whiskey at all. <laughs> like that was yeah. not happening. So here you come in with these focused whiskey lockers. And if I remember correctly, it, it wasn't necessarily the brands that were jumping on them at first, or am I incorrect? Were, were the brands behind you from day one to have their own, you know, whiskey lockers? So the, uh, the, the backstory on the whiskey lockers were, I'm a marketing guy at heart. I used to be a creative director before I got into the hospitality game. Um, so my mind is always thinking of, you know, marketing and, and, and strategies, um, but before I even got into that, I, I, 
I moved here from Hawaii and I was, I was really into surfing at the time. And a lot of my buddies were Japanese and we would go to Rapungi, um, which is the nightclub district in, in, uh, in Japan. And at that time I, you know, my, my, I was, like I said, I was a surfer. I worked in advertising. I was a junior art director, um, had no idea I was ever going to get into hospitality, but I just remember that we would go to these clubs and, um, some of my friends bosses would buy them bottles and then they would store the bottles as like a, a kind of way of saying, thank you for all your hard work. Uh, and that was my first introduction to a bottle keep. And I don't know, for whatever reason, it just stuck in my mind, um, kind of tucked away. And then when I opened up this place, uh, part of it was, I knew I wanted the big collection. Um, but I also knew to house a collection. I mean, it's real estate, right? So real estate is expensive in Manhattan. So mm-hmm. why not, inc- why not incorporate the bottles into the architecture? Um, so we, we designed, like when I talked to my designers, I said, listen, I want to have this whole wall, um, be allocated to, to bottle keep, um, bottles because that would build loyalty and it would be a, you know, a constant kind of revenue center where people would, um, you know, they'd be coming back because they've invested in this, this bottle. Uh, and that all sounded good on paper, but it, it was, you know, right before we opened that I realized like these, these, these shelves are going to be bare, you know, and that was, that was kind of <laughs> yeah, right. freaked me out. Cause I hadn't, I hadn't thought it through, you know, fully, I tend to just be more reactional or, you know, spontaneous. And so I was like, crap, man, I gotta, I gotta come up with a solution. So I reached out to all these brands and I was like, do you have any dummy bottles I can just use? It's free advertising for you. Um, so I started getting a lot of dummy bottles to hold it in there. But, um, the first person that, and frankly, Gavin, back then I had no idea, man. I mean, I I had, I, you know, I have big dreams and visions and, but they don't always come true. Right. So it's like shit, man. What's going to happen if if these if these if I don't sell these lockers? It's going to be just basically displaying my failure of of empty lockers. Um, and the first night that we were open, uh, McAllen, somebody from McAllen came in and they bought three bottles of McAllen Twelve, and I was like, oh, thank God. And then um, and then slowly but surely, uh, like every week, we sold more and more bottles. And I remember, you know, just friends would come in and they would say, yeah, we would watch your bottle keep move from the right. And slowly all the dummy bottles would start disappearing, you know, until it was completely filled. And now it's, you know, it's, I guess it's a good problem, but we ran out of space a long time ago. And, you know, one in one of our manager's office, we have another locker system where we put the bottles that people haven't touched for a while. So yeah, man, it was like, like an inventory rotation. Yeah, 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 exactly. It, it was rough in the beginning because I, I had no idea. You know, you just, you know, when when it's not until you actually you know, your feet hit the hit the pavement that you uh you know you have to be you have to start swallowing the truth and like oh man what's going to happen if this just doesn't well you off? also you also have people that are in the moment they come in yeah. they get excited um, yeah. and they're like they I, I remember when I did this the intention was that you always and they always thought that they would be back sooner than they actually came back yeah I'll be back next yeah. week instead of six months later and you're like man I'd rather yeah. not have this so yeah okay so now now let's let's jump to let's jump to find and rare find and rare yeah. you I mean you want to tell anyone 
tell tell my listeners about the experience, you know, when you walk in with the music, what you were going yeah. for. I mean, it's really it, it, it's 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 an it's an eye opener every time you clear the doors and you walk into the space. Yeah, thank you. It's um so fine and rare was was me using Flatiron Room as kind of a beta test, right? Like I looked at the Flatiron Room and I was like, okay, if we could do this again, what could we do better? What could we improve on? Or how could we make it still unique and and you know similar? Picking up on the things that we knew that work at Flatiron Room, uh, but making it unique enough that you know we could introduce um, new members and have them have a fresh experience. So one, we put more focus on the food, so it's more fine dining. It's a bit posher. Um, and we we kind of spread our wings a bit and and casted a bigger net. Uh, we we started bringing in armagnacs and 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 uh, some tequilas and mezcals and and um, brandy, which would be which uh, would be spot on because you have a very international crop. I mean, yeah, it's New York. Yeah, you're in New York. Yep. What are you? 2015, 16. I mean, it's it's a global yep. it's a global community now, more so than yep. ever. Yep. So we, we started bringing all that stuff in. Um, and I like, you know, I like diversifying. I'm, I'm always into learning new things. So it was fun to, you know, to, to travel to Armagnac and learn about Armagnac and, and, and go to Mexico and, you know, do some barrel picks and stuff. That was all fun. Um, and, and certain ones have taken off more than others. Uh, whiskey, for for just spirits, whiskey is still uh, what what people tend to gravitate towards. Um, you know, we sh- we sell a, a fair share of um, of uh, of tequila, um, but it, it nothing is really is as strong as the whiskey category. And I, I and I honestly I don't know if that's just because I'm driving the bus. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, t- I tend to bring in more more whiskey than I do uh, the other brands, but. Uh, yeah, ultimately, I'd say it's well. Like it also flat goes iron. down to your studying of the product mix. You're like, hey, they're yeah. coming here predominantly for that. I'll add a fringe yep. of the other stuff because they are coming up. You're watching the rums and the tequilas and the armagnacs, like they are, you know. But yeah. would you, you know, I, I look at them coming up now, Tommy, and I go, they're coming up only because it's so hard to get whiskey. Yeah. So people are like, yeah. well, hey, you know, or, or the price of whiskey because you know bottles that you were buying, you know six, seven years ago have significantly changed yeah. um, in pricing. And it might not be necessarily that direct, but on a menu, they significantly have changed. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, back then too, there was so much chatter about, oh, you know, American brandy is going to be the next thing and, and all these things. And I was like, listen, I want to just protect myself i have a you know one place that's (laughs) heavily focused on whiskey i just i want to i want to be in a place where i could if 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 the palate shifts to something else you know i want to be able to capture that um yeah exactly we're hedging exactly what we're doing um so you know, and it worked. I mean, fine and rare is, is good. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a compliment when I hear people, when we first opened, you know, I would be on the floor quite a bit and, um, I would hear people, uh, I would hear people talking about, um, like how similar this was to the flat iron room, um, Mm -hmm. which is, yeah. I don't, I mean, I personally, I, I can see it kind of, but totally opposite on the other hand, I I get with it. Yeah. It's, it's the, um, if I was going to say it, it would be the atmosphere, mm-hmm. like you walk in and you and you know you're you're at somewhere nice, 
Yeah, like, you it's walk in, you're like I'm in a nice. You, you're the posh, not necessarily yeah. that, but you like I'm I'm somewhere nice. This is not yeah. like a bunch of guys slamming shots and trying to watch the football game. <laughs> right, correct, <laughs> correct, correct, correct. Yeah, <laughs> shit like that. Now here we are, 2022. Um, yeah. Obviously, I am guilty of of pushing a, a a new person out there that is seeing whiskey for investment and for yep. collection. And also mm-hmm. stepping up the game of high-end whiskey consumption. Yep. You, you know, it, it, if you look at the price of some of the pours, you know, they're equivalent to bottles of champagne for one yep. pour. Yep. Um, and, and it's not unheard of. I mean, I just I recently took one of the Whole Foods buyers uh, for a, a treat. And I, and I got him a Yamazaki Mizunara. And uh, the Pappy, the seven, the, the seventeen, the eighteen-year-old from two thousand and seventeen, and I got him a. Mm-hmm. He had never had a a Pappy, so I got him a a, a Pappy fifteen, and I mean, mm-hmm. I think that set me back like six hundred bucks. Oh for my those god! Yeah. It's, it's you know, nuts. and I'm like, yeah, but but it's not abnormal, which is kind of like if I go back to the business model, like you're starting in two thousand and twelve, and you have these whiskey lists, and you're looking at now twenty twenty. To fair, and obviously New York got hit with COVID, so it changes the game. But the mm-hmm. prices, you know, it's like everybody else. But the pricing, it's it's pretty phenomenal. Watching how your uh, your 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 sell per ounce has increased pretty radically in ten years. Yeah, for sure, for, for sure. It's it's, but and we've also become and it's welcomed and it's welcomed, which to yeah. me is the best part because what I tell people when they're like, I can't believe you spent that. I'm like, show me where else I could get this. First yeah. of all, let me know where I could get this from and let me know how much it would cost me to own the bottle. Oh, that bottle's $12,000. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay 300 bucks to drink it. A glass. Yeah. Why would I not? Yeah. And I, but I'm a unique animal, but I feel like there's become, there's become more of that where it's, it's almost taking, taking away. When I used to do restaurants, you could sell wine all day for thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, and I think mm-hmm. of like, you know, you have to send the server over there. You have to pop it. There was a whole pump and ceremony you know, to yep. get this, you know, four five hundred dollar bottle of wine. And now a guy can sit at his table and get a three hundred dollar pour of whiskey, and and someone's going to come by, pour it in a glass, and say, "Enjoy." Yep. Hey, bye. You know, they were there for three seconds. The other guy had, you know, seven minutes of my payroll being eaten. <laughs> to say, yep. You know, the same numbers. So I look at that with excitement, going. I personally just don't see this stopping. I think there's there is a reset going on. I think for you guys in New York, especially, you know, you're coming out of whatever this was that we were in that wasn't as much fun. And you're coming into this new thing. But are you seeing I mean, I, I would imagine the demand for, for the product and everything you're doing really hasn't changed that much. Might be less people, but but now they're becoming more people. Yeah, it's it's um, you know, it's become since 2012. Speaking, I mean, it's it's definitely whiskey's yeah. become a lot more mainstream, you know, and people are just they're a lot more familiar with it. It's gone through so many different evolutions, and um, and we talked a little bit earlier about you know full transparency. Now people are you know they want to know more about mm-hmm. it. And they are viewing they are viewing whiskey as more of a hobby, um, which is exciting and it's fun and and frankly. If if something is a hobby, um, people are more likely to spend a higher amount of money on it because they they value it more than just 
something that they're consuming. It's something that they're experiencing versus, you know, uh, a burger, you know, or a, yeah. a, a refreshing beverage, you know, it's like something that they're going to talk about. And you talked about the wine and, you know, and the, 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 the kind of uh, ceremony involved in serving the wine and, and that is part of it. And it makes you feel good nowadays. You know, anybody that's purchasing these really expensive pours, if I'm watching the table, uh, if they're in a certain demographic, you're going to see the phone get whipped out and you're going to see them uh, taking yeah. pictures of it. <laughs> so that becomes, that becomes part of the ceremony. They're then posting it. And this experience or hobby is now being shared with their friends. Um, I, I mean, I, I would just, I mean, I'm pretty much textbook of that. I mean, look what I've created with yeah. Rolex whiskey on Instagram. And for me, it's about the yeah. education and, and the passion. So going back to that comment, if you'd like, I have no problem shelling out within certain reason, uh, you know, uh, significant money for a pour of a bottle that I might own that probably won't open because it's a kid's college fund. Or maybe shit, yep. maybe, I, you know, maybe everything lines up and I don't have to sell that for the kid's college fund and I can drink it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but, yep. but it's the photograph and it's the moment and, and, and you watch the, uh, the way the, your personal crowd, a.k.a. your Instagram following reacts and you well and you watch yeah. the way um, an establishment can reach more people now with you know if you put yeah. your marketing head on you know from prior to 2012 it's pretty crazy now what you can do with an Instagram or a TikTok or any of those social things where you can literally reach out and touch a demographic that you might not have been able mm -hmm. to as easily get to yep through other traditional yeah. marketing means in the past i mean you would have had to you know throw throw a uh, throw an ad up in the middle of Times Square to point them. Now you just like, all right, I'm going to go buy a, a certain, you know, geo-located geo group in the city or internationally and be like, hey, I'm here. And then they'll yeah. see the ad and they'll come. I mean, I, I really like that side of it. Yeah. So just to wrap up, sorry, because we've got 30 minutes of fun. Would you say <laughs> as a guy who didn't come in, you mean you you like you said you didn't know a lot and now yep. you are this wealth of knowledge and i i pretty much you know after spending time with you i mean you truly love the spirit and everything that comes and 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 the intrigue of who made it and how long ago and who are they and i mean would you say that you 100 percent there no in the passion God, no. of whiskey <laughs> no. Oh, well, I'm not saying you finished with it. I'm just saying, like, it still excites you every time oh, something new sure. or exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought you meant in terms of my knowledge base. I mean, yeah, no. a wealth of no. knowledge. <laughs> it's you know, it's the circles that you're in, right? Like, uh, yeah. You know, I, I'm obviously still learning, and you know, there's people around me that that just know so much more. Um, I just have fun with it. You know, I like drinking it, and uh, I enjoy it more when I know more about it. Um, never claimed to be an expert, never want to be no. considered an expert. I just, uh, I, you know, I enjoy it and it's, it's fun, you know, and, and, uh, and I'm thankful and grateful that, um, you know, it's part of my business because it just makes, you know, working a little bit easier, right? It's like you're, you're working with something that you enjoy. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to, yeah, I, 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 those words, thankful and grateful. I tell you, man, the last seven years, 
if I think about what I've been able to, and, and we've, I mean, I've literally sat down in Tommy's restaurants, you know, guys listening and we like, thanks Instagram that I have the opportunity to be here yeah, and do right. some crazy shit with some crazy yeah. people. I yeah, mean, Tommy and I did a hell of a night a little while ago with a good friend of ours, yeah. Marlon. And it's like, you wake up the next yeah. day and you're like, holy shit. Like Tommy, by the way, came in that night and said, I'm just going to say hi to you guys. I'm not going to have a drink. <laughs> And we closed the place down, yeah. and I think you left your motorbike there. You like oh out. my but, god! But those yeah. are the things. It's it's yeah. it's amazing periods of of alcohol because I tell people, you know, guys who put whiskey in the barrels in the seventies, eighties, even nineties, like they didn't have a cell phone, they didn't have mm. a, a a significant other that could interrupt them at work, they didn't have email, like they just went to work and did their job and had a good time. You know, yeah. and it's like when, you know, when you do side by sides of a 15 or an 18 year old whiskey that was put in barrel in the 1980s compared to one that was put in the barrel, you know, in, in 20, in 2000, it's a different whiskey. It just is, 100%, you know, you have yeah. demand, you have, you have more people involved, uh, you yeah. have financial sides to it. So like, I, I, I look at that and I'm like, when I have those experiences at your place where I can, we can like drink into whiskey history, it's pretty freaking cool <laughs> agreed <laughs> agreed yeah 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 well 100%. i'm i'm gonna run i'm gonna run with this podcast tea and just kind of focus on passion and, and i'm only talking to people that i know share that and and get that little smile on their face when we talk about just crazy stuff <laughs> and i just can't thank you enough man for coming on i'm oh. i really i just I, I appreciate you i appreciate i appreciate what you've built i love I love everything about what you do, man. Like it's just pretty darn amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Gavin. Thank you, Gavin. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always my pleasure. And I look forward to connecting again over another dram. Most definitely. Well, thank you very much. And I will definitely chat. And I'll let you know my dates next month when I'm in town. Sounds good. All right. Be well. Uh,